0: Hello, and welcome to the Cash News Podcast, informative conversations about all things currency and cash. We'll share insights on the issues affecting the world of cash today, like cash security, payments technology, and the cash supply chain. Your hosts, Tom Meehan and Sean Ferrari, hope to inform industry professionals and support better cash security and management by sharing the latest information on trends, strategies, and technology. This is the cash news podcast. Now here's Tom and Sean. All
1: right, we're back. Cash news podcast. We have an episode number today, episode 43. Can you believe we've Ooh. done this 43 times?
0: 43. That is uh not to give away my age, but we're approaching, we're approaching uh one episode per year of my life. Yeah. Maybe in the next
1: couple. It's exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. And then we'll have to celebrate <laughs> at 50. And if we make it to a hundred with everything going on, but, uh, yeah, and this is gonna get aired March 1st. So our producer, Chris, has done what we've not been able to accomplish before as we know actually when it's gonna be aired. Although we're ahead, man. It's happy Valentine's Day. It
0: is Valentine's Day. Yeah, I, I realize I do not have red on. Neither of us do it appears. So uh we'll have yeah. to spiff it up for tonight if we're, uh, if we're uh, yeah. doing anything special for the special folks in our lives.
1: <laughs> yep. I don't have I don't I don't think <laughs> I have much red to wear that I could wear here. Maybe I'll borrow your jacket, your oh, yeah, my shoes. jacket.
0: that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe that's what I should wear tonight, yeah, uh, yeah, not that, that I need that, it, but yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so we're we're gonna make it a short one because i I know we both have to run, so let's uh let's start with you know uh I guess a a, a quick speed round on digital currency and that includes a whole bunch of things and now that it does yeah that, uh, that's your life. <laughs> that
0: is now my life. Yeah, of, of digital currencies. Who would have thought? Um, but no, it's uh, it's exciting. I think, yeah, no, this week, I mean, the thing with digital currency is there's always so much going on. And that's why I think we've talked about it as much as we have over the past year or so that we've been doing this, two years maybe, that we've been doing these these podcasts, right, is that um, there's just always something in the news about it. So this week, I think one of the things was um, seen some news from JP Morgan on putting out a their work towards putting out a new deposit token um which is kind of interesting i mean it's it's yet another flavor of a token of digitalized money that's out there and i think it's as things kind of you know it's not a central bank digital currency because it's going to be issued by a commercial bank um but at the same time it's not i guess it's sort of like a stable coin um but it's different in the sense that it's completely commercial bank money backed uh, backed up by someone's deposits right so there's it's just tokenizing deposits essentially hence the name deposit token um but it's it's interesting from the sense of there are some operational efficiencies that i think commercial banks would see um from a, a dlt based or a digital based um Deposit token um, in terms of moving funds from one place to the other. So I think it's a, something that's interesting to explore and, and how it fits in the ecosystem. And I think we're going to see things like this come up as we continue to innovate and develop um, certain things. Because it's and that's some of the with some of the pilots that we're doing at the digital dollar project. You can see that there's kind of all these on ramps and off ramps and different flavors of things. And it's how do you move money from one to the other, whether it's from a deposit token to a stable coin to bitcoin to f- fiat regular currency how do you navigate this web of different options and that's one of the reasons we think a cbdc could could play a use right it, that could be a, an easier way to kind of navigate on and off in between and all that sort of stuff but you know i think things like a a deposit token make a a whole lot of sense in the in the world i think the the other interesting piece though for again from a us perspective is um you have all sizes of depository institutions here right um so deposit tokens might make sense for the big guys um because they have the the investments and the tech folks that can develop and run these systems small and mid-tier banks uh, don't. Um, so it's it's how do you make sure the banking system as you move into the digital realm um, continues to function for all different sizes of banks um, and what types of digital assets make sense for all of them. So it's there's a lot of unknowns in the space, but it was just interesting to kind of see the news that came out from JP Morgan on their Onyx um, token.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think I, I consistently, and I know I say it all the time, and I apologize if I sound like a broken record, is it's important it's so important if you're listening to this podcast too, to understand even at a high level, the differences between the type of of digital currencies. And when you you talk about the digital dollar program that, you know, cryptocurrency is not all, first of all, not all created equal. And then when we're talking about these fiat based or just tokenized dollars, they're really all very different. You know, they, they, they really are. And I, I, Without their res- res- <laughs> resisting the urge to make a joke, like there's not a good and a bad; they're for different things. And um, I think right now in the news, like you can't avoid seeing. Even this morning on Valentine's Day, like the SEC, uh, there was a, um, I think a Bloomberg report about the SEC saying that now they're taking the approach of not just regulatory, not regulatory from crypto, but also saying like, hey, if you're a custodian. Of cryptocurrencies, you need to be regulated differently, which is a different, and I'm not going to get into the specifics today because it's not, not only do I not have the time, I don't have enough expertise on it, but it's different than um, being someone that holds, you know, a custodian is very different than loaning. So you, you have all of these different kind of quasi unregulated things that happen with cryptocurrency. You have a custodian or someone that holds someone else's funds, someone that uses funds to loan—you have all of these different quasi—and while they're similar, you know, someone just possessing a digital wallet is different than someone that you know creates loans based on cryptocurrency um, or has an investment opportunity for cryptocurrency. And none of them are regulated at this point. None of them are, and that isn't even to talk about, well, how do you just regulate it in general to make sure that people are paying taxes? So I think uh, a lay person that is just reading the journal uh, periodically might think they're all the same, but they're all very, very different. They all have very, very different locations. Um, The SEC's custodial piece is one very specific piece. It's not actually even necessarily tied to regulatory things around compliance on taxation. It's going like, hey, if you if you're going to hold people's money, there's got to be some sort of regulation around what you can and can't do with it. That's different than regulation on you need to report for taxes. That's different than regulation on what is a lender if they're using cryptocurrency because we're, even if they're not insured and backed, there are things that have to go into place. So, good good very interesting time. I think the crash was um, unfortunate, but you and I, you know, we should have everybody should have uh, we're not analysts we're not experts in this space and we're cautious with that we're not giving it um advice on investment but i think you and i said a couple of times like you know anecdotally like if you're putting all your money in this um there's a lot of risk so diversifying that but i think there is definitely um this other piece the other thing is i think and you probably would know more about this there was um a senate banking committee that was just talking about you know i Again, not even the same safeguarding of financial digital assets, which applies to everybody. So now you have you have the, the SEC talking about custodial, which is a little bit different. <laughs> Although it sounds exactly the same, a little bit different than what the Senate is saying. So lots of eyes on it. Um, which leads me to my next segue, which causes the, the concern of privacy, right? Like if sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, you know, I Yeah,
0: think- no, I mean it's it's crazy, right? I mean, it's like it's, it's, there's the concern of privacy. There's, and I, it's been in the news the past few days. So I'll, I'll mention, this isn't really privacy, but it's more just speaks to the overall uncertainty that's going on. Um, and to the point about all stable coins kind of not being created equal. And even those that are, it's very complicated to understand. Um, you know, even, even Paxos um, has been in the news the past few days with the SEC um potential lawsuit looming um over their, their BUSD token, um, you know, and, and, and Paxos was typically seen as a, a relatively safe backed coin, but apparently maybe not. Um, so, so it's, you know, uh, it's, it's a very interesting market. Um, and, and from the, the uncertainty piece, it's just, you have that happening you have a lot of layoffs in the tech centers right um as you mentioned you've got uh ufos in the form of balloons and other things being shot down out of the sky um what that means from a a global stability standpoint none of us really know yet but there's just uncertainty right um all over the place which doesn't bode well for for markets just in general
1: um which yeah and that i think that that's kind of the the theme of today, you know, is the uncertainty. And um, so uh, obviously, I, I do a lot in the risk space. So I have another podcast where we're talking about kind of the intelligence wires and briefings are like, I thought when COVID was happening, it was like a science fiction book, like the <laughs> things that were being said. And now I'm going like, like, now you're getting like, things like objects floating in the side that are side the you know, octagon shaped objects that are floating with no paralysis. just and then like so it's wild or like and then you know just because we're having fun right there's art. we have a fun podcast like it the interesting tactic of the Pentagon doing a briefing during Super Bowl like <laughs> Those are just things that literally, like, if you and I were writing a science fiction <laughs> novel, like, okay, let's do this right in the middle of the Super Bowl during the <laughs> halftime show. Like, it, it's and it, it it's just timing. The in my opinion, it's just everything. You know, you can only do so much. And with crypto, you know, I consistently, specifically crypto, hear the privacy concerns. Well, the government wants to regulate to see what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And forgetting, you know, all of the things that have happened. Like, I really mean that. Like, people are, are having blinders to the fact that, you know, billions of dollars disappeared, you know, because of uh, the way that there was no regulation. In addition to the stories that we almost forget about, like, crypto housing founders mysteriously dying and no one having the keys and all this right. <laughs> money being unaccessible. Like, so when you when you think of all those things and when you think of billions of dollars, you have to kind of logically say well we got to have some sort of oversight or we just might as well not talk about it because there's no way to manage it and then when you when you think about when you're talking about digital tokens or like the JP Morgan piece to me that is is kind of the natural progression of currency right like we got to let's explore what makes sense um so but when they all blur together and you add ufo's and chinese spy <laughs> balloons and Briefings during the Super Bowl, you have a a subset of a group of people that manifest, in some cases for for good reason, this concern that the yeah. you know that someone's watching me. Yeah, and, uh, you know. Yeah.
0: So, so we're trying to trying to put some facts and just understanding around that topic because um, right now it is a very kind of reactive. um just discussion of oh, digital currency means increased surveillance. It's like okay, well, um, to some degree maybe, but An let's 80? let's look at it. Um, so we're having a series of roundtables um, that the Digital Dollar Project is is hosting with universities around the country. The first ones coming up, I guess, a week after. Folks, listen to this. It's coming up on uh, March eighth at MIT. Um, and we've got a lot of different. Uh, tech folks um, that are in the CBDC space, that are in the stablecoin space, um, a lot of uh, of the, the MIT folks and some Harvard folks that are that are coming over to talk from the academic uh, technology piece and research piece, um, as well as some a uh, few kind of more companies focused on the regulatory side of things, um, where we're going to delve into yeah, what is the technology of privacy and what is the tech really allowing for um when it comes for to both privacy and also um monitoring in terms of AML kyc type stuff and and how do the two kind of come together um we're not looking at it from a policy standpoint at the time being it's more literally what does the technology allow for
1: yeah so. no and I, I, I um maybe one one of those uh I can join we'll see I, I think I think that that's a uh, um, something that I obviously am delicately involved in. And I also would say from a technical standpoint, um some of this is not just a flip of a switch. In order to appropriately protect the information and still make it viable and accessible, you have got this balancing act of um it so uh I I I certainly think that crypto specifically um it's it's a bit of a, a myth that you know, by design the digital ledger can be tracked. So eventually, there's an end an, an end of that where you're converting it. Um, I I am a firm believer in regulation. You know that, and I'm a firm believer in private in the privacy re- pieces put in. Um, I'm also a believer that um, some of these concerns are because of misinformation and social media and and misleading. Um, you know modern governments. You know modern governments. Um, have a lot of things on their plate and uh, I'm pretty sure that they're not interested what you and I are doing with our our finances. Um, And if, if they were um, I'm pretty sure there would probably be a reason for it. So, I mean, uh, and again, those are all opinionated statements. Uh, As, as I said before, we need to jump quick today. I actually have another one. So for everybody listening, tune in. We'll, we'll continue this conversation because I think by the time you hear this, it'll be after that round table um, and I don't think we'll talk specifically about that round table because usually those are pretty, uh, confidential, but I'm sure we're going to talk about everything going on. Um, and Sean, it's always good to see you.
0: Yeah. Good to see you as well. Have a good, uh, evening and good Valentine's day.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and,
0: everybody out there, hope you had a good Valentine's day a week or two ago when it actually occurred. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Please like, and subscribe. Thanks for listening to the
0: Cash News Podcast. We hope you found this episode insightful. Don't forget to like and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and be sure to visit us at thecashnews.com to stay up to date with the latest on the world of cash. Thanks again for listening to the Cash News Podcast.